the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Has God been good to you? He will continue to be good to you. And his goodness will continue to chase you all through this month in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I declare that in this new month, you will experience his goodness. On every side, you will experience his goodness. In the mighty name of Jesus. So it shall be in your life. Welcome to our final night. We've been looking at 10 reasons why you must pray in tongues daily. Somebody say 10 reasons why I must pray in tongues daily. Say 10 reasons why I must pray in tongues daily. This is what your Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 14 to 15. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Then he says, what is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with understanding also. Why is it so important? Why is it so necessary that as a child of God, we spend quality time every day to pray in tongues? Because among many things, our life is lived in the spirit. Somebody say our life is lived in the spirit. We are spirit beings and we live a spiritual life. And that is one of the spiritual exercises we are called unto. The Bible said bodily exercise profited little. But holiness is profitable unto all things having the promise of a life that now is and of that which is to come. If you are going to live a victorious life, you need to know how to live and function in the spirit. That's what the Bible says. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We do not function after the flesh. We do not live our lives after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself above the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in all readiness to revenge all disobediences when your obedience is fulfilled. Our obedience was fulfilled in Christ. And so when we stand in the authority of prayer, in the power of prayer, we win at all times. 
The Bible said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. It's not every animal that is chewable. Amen? Yeah. And if you are a child of God, you need to know where you stand with God. He said, be sober, be vigilant, because you have an adversary. And he's always on the lookout for you. But take your stand. And one of the places we take our stand is in prayer. Amen? Satan can plan and plot. But when you wake up and you spend quality time praying in the spirit, by the time you realize, unknowingly all those plans are scattered. Because as you pray in the spirit, angels are released. As you pray in the spirit, the Holy Ghost goes into action and begins to reorient things, reorganize things in your favor. In this month, that's how there will be reorientation, reorganization for you. So praying in tongues is not an exercise in futility. Praying in tongues is not just something you do to free your mind. It's something you do to allow your spirit to flow with the spirit of God so you can become the kind of person God ordained you to become. There are things that should not happen in your life. But because you have been watching closely for a long time, they keep on happening. But if you spend time praying in the spirit, your day shall be sweet. The Bible says that he daily loaded us with benefits. You ask yourself, where are the benefits? Where are the benefits? Because the benefits are in Swami. You are working at Pankrono. How can you get the benefits? But when you spend time praying in the spirit, by the time you finish, you have no business there, but the Holy Spirit tells you go there. You get to the station and somebody's waiting for you. By the time you get there, an old school friend of yours, you have not seen him yet. He said, hey, where have you been? He said, I've been around. I've been looking for you. This month, the things you are looking for will look for you. That's why yesterday we were praying that you have to be sensitive to the leadings of the spirit. You see, in the frustration you get into in your Christian life, it is usually as a result of being out of sync with divine leading. When God guides you, life is exciting. And he's committed to guiding you till you die. He's committed to what? He's committed to guiding you till you die. Psalm 48 verse 14 says, For this God is our God, and he will be our guide even unto death. This God. Somebody say this God. Psalm 48 14. For this God. Which God is your God? He said, For this God is our God forever and ever. And he will be our guide even unto death. <laughs> so from day one, the day you are born again until the day you meet the Lord, you have a guide. You won't be frustrated. Somebody shout, I cannot be frustrated. I cannot be confused. I cannot miss out on the highway of destiny. No, no, no. You can live a frustrated life. Praying in tongues helps you. Among many things, it helps you to fellowship with God. That is, and that is the whole essence of prayer. Prayer is not for receiving things as much as it is in bringing us into intimate fellowship with God. The more you fellowship with God, the more of his nature you reflect, which you already have in you. Fellowship with God 
It edifies your spirit. It edifies your spirit, embodies your spirit. Praying in tongues gives you access to divine secret. There are things you will never know, no matter how deep your meditation is. There are things you will never know, no matter how long you spend reading. There are things you will never know, no matter where you go to school. You will never know them except the spirit of God gives you access. The Bible says, he that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. And he gives us access. For eyes have not seen or ear, neither have it entered into the heart of men. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. For he had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searched all things. Yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is him. Even so, the spirit of God knows no man, but the things which are of God. And he says, we know that we have been freely given. Somebody say freely given. Freely given given to you. So you have to appropriate it. Freely given, freely receive it and appropriate it. Praying in tongues helps you to pray effectively about the unknown. Praying in tongues helps you to pray in line with God's perfect will. Praying in tongues is a reminder. That's where we ended yesterday, right? Praying in tongues is what? A reminder. Somebody say it's a reminder. Praying in tongues reminds you that the Holy Ghost is with you forever. Somebody said the Holy Ghost is with me forever. The Holy Ghost is with you forever. He has made you his temple. With all the things Satan makes you believe about yourself, the Holy Ghost could not choose any better place to live than in you. Am I communicating somebody at all? Imagine that President Kufado comes to town tonight and says he's sleeping nowhere except in your house. How will you feel? How honored will you feel? How special will you feel? You see, there are certain things when you think about it kills low self-esteem. It kills what? Low self-esteem. You don't think that you amount to much. Because maybe you have not gone to school. You don't have some kind of car. You don't live in a certain kind of place. Listen, the most important personality in the universe lives in you. He found no other better place to live than in you. And he's with you everywhere you go. Some of you have an opportunity to greet Nanado. You will take picture. Sometimes when I see pictures on Facebook, (laughs) you know, (laughs) when people are looking for uh, significance, they do all kinds of things. Take a picture with this one and come and put it on Facebook. Take a picture with this one and come on Facebook. No, no, no. It shows that you are trying to look for something. Listen, your sense of importance must not come from outside. It must always come from within. Are you with me here? That's why your sense of value and importance must not be outside. It should not be a function of what you are wearing. It's good to look good. But your sense of importance... Your sense of confidence, your sense of self-worth must come from within you. And listen, in Christ, there are too many things within you. When you are in Christ, you consider your life in Christ. That's why Philemon says, by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you. Satan will always let you see that you are bad. Because that is to his advantage. That is always... When you do well, has Satan ever come to commend you for doing well? You should be smart now. When you do well, the day that you yourself, you know in yourself that today I've tried, bah, it doesn't come your way. 
Praise God. Because he's a specialty. His, his ministry is accusation. To always point you, this one is not correct, you see. This one is not correct. This one is all the time because as long as he can help you to see what is wrong with you, you, you will take your focus from the good things Christ has done in you. And so as long as you don't keep your focus in the good things you have in Christ, faith will never work. Am I communicating here? Of you no matter you pray 40 days, still you, you don't believe that you are entitled to an answer. Yeah, you don't, you don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can kill goat, you can kill fowl. <laughs> you still have the sense of this. You see, there's this sense of inferiority that never leaves some, some certain people. And Satan. That's what the Bible said. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are what? In Christ Jesus. No condemnation. God does not put condemnation your way. Amen? But the acknowledging, somebody say acknowledging. No, my, my time is running. So we said he's a reminder. Somebody say he's a reminder. The Holy Spirit is a reminder. The praying in tongues. When you wake up and you are praying in tongues, all you are doing is that you are reminding yourself God is in you. The Holy Ghost is with you. Wherever you are. Yesterday we saw it, John chapter 14, verse 16 to 17. I will pray the Father. Somebody say, I will pray the Father. When I was growing up, I, I learned that the Holy Spirit, when you sin, he leaves you. And it's still strongly being emphasized today. The Holy Spirit leaves you when you sin. <laughs> to where? It's a good question to ask. Where does he go to? He said, I will pray. No, read though. Read. Maybe your Bible is not in it. How many of you ever heard that the Holy Spirit leaves you when you sin? Please lift up your hands. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> Welcome to church. Now, he said, I will pray. Let's read it together. Let's do some grammar here. I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with, that he may what? Abide. He may abide with you. What is the meaning of forever? For some time. When you are doing very good, when you pay your tithes, when you come to church regularly, and when you tell the truth at all times, he said he will abide with you forever. He is with you forever. Ever. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> now go to verse 17. They said, The spirit of what? Truth. Whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you what? Know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. Praise God. He dwells. He dwells with you and he will be in you. God is a good God. He said likewise the spirit helps our infirmities. He knows you are so surrounded with so many weaknesses. The day the Holy Spirit leaves you, you are gone. You can't live the Christian life without him. So how will he leave you? So when you are praying in tongues, just in case you did something last night and Satan is making you feel that the Holy Spirit has left you, start praying in tongues now to remind yourself that the Holy Spirit is still there. When you open your mouth and you can pray in tongues, it means he's still there. Am I complicated here? The Holy Spirit has no place to go. 
Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. In the days of David, it was true. In your days, it's not true. Praise God. Number two, we said praying in tongues reminds you of the Spirit's unlimited power. Somebody said the Spirit's unlimited power. See, all of us are limited in some way or the other. There's nobody who is intellectually smarter than he knows all things. You can have three PhDs. You will still be limited in some way. You can't, you can't study and know everything. In fact, when Solomon attempted it, he came to the conclusion, vanity all is vanity. He said, I applied my heart to know and to search and to find out the reason and find out. When he finished, he realized that he had followed foolishness. All is vanity. The spirit knows all things. He sees all things. So when we pray in tongues, we are reminding ourselves there is power in me. Somebody has power in me. You go to your office, you see somebody has put some feather there. Hey, pastor, don't call me. Stand there. Pick it up and trust it. There is power in you. There's power in you. Don't go to your car and look for anointing oil. There is power in you. It reminds you that the, the power of God is at work in you. Little children, you are of God and you have overcome the world. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God is at work in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. How does God live in you? He, live, he lives in you by his spirit. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that is at work within you. Somebody say power is at work here. Say power is at work here. That's why you should not be lazy praying in the spirit. Because power is at work and it's released. It's, it's just like it's just like building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You see, when you put your phone today, I saw some interesting image on Facebook, and it had to do with somebody who was lying on a bed, and they had plugged something to his body too, and they were asking the question, "Have you been charging yourself the same way you charge your phone?" And the images stuck with me. Have you been charged? It's a human being lying on. The, and there's a, this artificial hand that's connected to him. And it's like his hand. And it's plugged on the wall. And the question is, have you been charging yourself the same way you charge your phone? When you wake up in the morning. You are charging yourself. Charging yourself. Your mind becomes clear. Your spirit becomes light. Heaviness lives your life. Fear lives your life. You see, when you understand the way of victory, you will never be afraid another day of your life. Charge up yourself. Number seven, praying the spirit stimulates faith. It stimulates what? Faith. Faith is the response of the human spirit to God's word. Faith comes alive. Faith. Faith. You are a child of faith. Faith is not something you look for. Faith is something you have. You have to release it. You have to release it. Faith is not something you are going to look for. Faith is something that is already given to you. 
And the more you work with it, the stronger and more powerful it becomes. So faith is not uh, something that you are going to look for. Praying in the spirit simulates your faith. Jude 1.20, praying in the spirit. Because the more you pray in the spirit, the more the eyes of your understanding is open to the revelations of the word. And when the word enters, faith enters. Faith comes alive. Your, your, your faith is ignited. So you cannot be praying in the spirit and believing in fear at the same time. Because the more you pray in the spirit, the more faith is generated. Faith is generated. And listen, most of the time when you start, it looks like fear is still trying to operate in your mind. Forget about your mind. Continue to pray in the spirit. Don't forget, he that prays in an unknown tongue does not speak unto man. He speaks unto God. His mind is unfruitful. So while you are praying in tongues and Satan is telling you all of those things that are supposed to make you afraid, forget about them. Don't think about them. Continue to pray in the spirit. The more you pray, after some time, you see that that foolish voice will go away. You will hear it again. Because Satan is smart. He's trying to distract you from praying. Listen, you can have faith in your heart and Satan is trying to sow fear in your mind. Whichever one you are allowed to become strong controls your life. Praying in the spirit number eight refreshes you refreshes you spiritually. The Bible says, for with a stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his people. To whom he said, this is the rest with which he may cause the weary to rest and this is the refreshing, yet they will not hear. This is the rest. Somebody say, this is the rest. With the stammering lips, stammering lips, stammering lips, stammering lips, praying, they began to speak. With another tongue, he will speak to his people. And he said, this is the rest. In a world full of anxiety, in a world full of evil news, in a world full of traumatic events, naturally, your spirit comes. There are things sometimes when you hear, your spirit breaks down. Am I communicating it? That things you hear and then all of a sudden, sometimes you hear the news of somebody has lost something, something has happened, and all of a sudden, your spirit breaks down. You become emotionally down. That is the time to lift up your voice and begin to charge up yourself. Don't allow it to stay. Because you say, grief is good. But when you allow grief to continue to a certain level, Satan takes advantage of it. That's why you have to Always check the rate at which you allow grief to uh, persist. Grief is good. When something happens and uh, uh, you have to grieve, grieve, but don't allow it to exceed a certain threshold. Because Satan can easily take advantage of it. If joy is strength, sorrow is weakness. Am I complicating it? If joy is strength, sorrow is weakness. So if you allow sorrow to persist, to persist, to persist, to persist, Satan will use it to dwindle your strength. Your strength shall not dwindle. I said your strength shall not dwindle. Praying in the spirit is a means for worshiping and magnifying God. You magnify and you do it better in tongues. The Bible says in Acts 10, 44 to 46, while Peter was speaking these words, the Holy Ghost fell upon all those who heard the word and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit has been poured out on the Gentiles also for they heard them speak with tongues and magnified God. Magnify. 
Magnify, magnify, magnify. When you are in worship all by yourself and you begin to blast in tongues you worship, you magnify God. You make God big in your circumstance. You make God big in your life. You make God big. The word magnify is to make God big. And then finally praying in the spirit helps you to thank God in a better way. Somebody say in a better way. Say in a better way. You see, the life we have in Christ has to be lived in a certain way. There's a way we live our lives in Christ. Somebody said there's a way we live our lives in Christ. One of the ways we live the life in Christ is in thanksgiving. Somebody say thanksgiving. Is it not interesting that when you read Apostle Paul's letters, he begins most of them with thanksgiving. And I thank God, and I thank God, and I thank God. Because, you see, when you understand the new creation and all that God has done for you, you will never cease thanking God. Because it, it just tells you about the life in Christ simply shows you everything you couldn't do for yourself that God has done for you. That is what fills and wells your heart with thanksgiving every time. Every time. You were powerless, power has been restored to you. You were bound for hell, heaven is your destination now. Am I communicating here? When you think about those things, blessed be God, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, according as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now, if God did not spare his own son, but gave him up freely unto us, how shall he not also with him freely give unto us all things? Now, you cannot understand these things. Every now and then you go through scripture and it tells you what has been made available, what has been released to you, what has been made available. I mean, you cannot make a choice to live an ungrateful life. So you thank God all the time. Look at, he said, bless, no, go take me to First Corinthians First Thessalonians 5.18. In everything, somebody say in everything. everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ. Somebody say in Christ. In Christ. Say in Christ. In Christ. That's it. Look at Ephesians chapter. I like Ephesians. Ephesians 5 verse 1 to 4. He says, since you are God's dear children, you must try to be like him. How, how are we to try to be like God? Look at this. He says, verse 2. He says, your life must be controlled by love. Just as Christ loved and gave his life for us as a sweet smelling offering and sacrifice that pleases God. Verse 3. Verse 3, he says, since you are God's people, it is not right that any matters of sexual indecence or greed should ever be mentioned among you. Verse 4, look at verse 4. Nor is it fitting for you to use language which is what? Obscene, profane, or vulgar. So here he's talking about the tongue. So now that you are a child of God, there is a way your tongue has to be used. And he says, it should not be used for obscene, vulgar, or profane. Rather, it should what? Rather, it should be what? Most of us, we are, our specialty is complaining. That's your specialty. That's your specialty. And listen, if your mouth is supposed to give thanks, then it has to do it well. And the best way to do it is in tongues. Look at 1 Corinthians as we close. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14 to 17. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is what? But I don't understand what I am saying. Uh-huh, I've told you that. Well then, what should I do? Will, will I will pray? 
what should I do? Well, pray in the spirit. I also pray in words. I understand. I will sing in the spirit. I also sing in words. I understand. Verse 16. He said, for if you praise God only in the spirit, how can those who don't understand praise God along with you? Alright? So, he's talking about in a corporate setting. Maybe you are in prayer with someone. Somebody has invited you for a dinner and then the dinner is about to start. He says, let's thank God. Then you start He says, when you do that, you confuse everybody on the dinner table. So, you don't do that. Well, <laughs> But if the food is for you alone, that's your own food. You've gotten some fine Chinese after this fast. He's, now, now the Bible says, why you do it like that? Look at it. He said, how can they join you in giving thanks when they don't understand what you are saying? You will be giving thanks very well, but it will not strengthen the people who hear you. So, what he's saying is that when you give thanks in tongues, you do it very well. Very well. You do it very well. There's no better way to give thanks than to do it in tongues. Do it very well. But if somebody invites you to eat his food, do it with understanding. I trust that you've been blessed tonight. Give God praise. Give God honor. Thank him and bless him and begin to thank him in the spirit for a moment. Just thank him in the spirit before we close. Lempo te calivra diga sobra de caliadaza yande kelelebe zunta pradico lolosa na calibra anda vazuanta rabande kebeza brande kelelebo zianta pradivo cosa galalabaha ragabaka boko sabra de vacasa le kelelebe subrande kelelebe zianta ba langrando cochega de decete siva linkushandi katose Rabe ke du savali katali andaza mandiga la bazua le krende ke si brandi vacasunde le katubra deva sunta lantasa puka shanda dabahandasa in Jesus precious name Father we thank you we thank you and we thank you in Jesus much less name Amen has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 640. 
9.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Come on, come on, come on.